This is Shaquille O'Neal with a friendly holiday reminder. Tis never the season to scream at your printer, call it naughty names, or chunk empty ink cartridges across the room. But tis always the season for an Epson EcoTank printer. They're cartridge-free, conniption-free, with big ink tanks and a ridiculous amount of ink. So grab some mistletoe, mwah, and kiss expensive cartridges goodbye. The Epson EcoTank, just fill and chill. Available at Epson.com. And welcome to the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Rusty Frickin' Gosh Darn Diamond. We may or may not edit that later because of that profanity. And not I'm not going to say with me as always as Garth, but uh, my awesome co-host <laughs> right here, G. What up, G? Hey, not a whole lot. Really, really excited to do the show this week. Last week, I was kind of uh, disoriented, didn't have my notes with me, didn't do my homework. Uh, felt like a student that doesn't have that good grading class is falling behind. But this week, I'm well prepared, did some homework, and uh, bounced back and forth to some topics. And uh, hopefully, our uh, third colleague here will jump in. He's a little busy today, but uh, hopefully, he'll be jumping in. Good old Rob. Um, he wanted to jump back to some Peacock stuff. So if we don't hit it this week, we'll definitely hit it back again next week. And uh, otherwise, I am looking forward to a good show this week, man. I am looking forward to a good show. How's your week been? My week has been great. I'm uh, trying to get out of town tomorrow, but I'm not sure if that's going to work. I'm supposed to go to Cincinnati, but... <laughs> I don't know. My car is kind of messed up, so I might be able to take my girlfriend's car, but then she's carless. So, I, I don't know. She can still get around, but it kind of sucks. So, But I really need to get out. I don't need to. I really want to get to Cincinnati to go meet up with some other reseller people and go try to score some cool shit. But uh, if I can leave tomorrow morning, I can. I'll be happy. But yeah, I was trying to do that. And as a foreigner, now. I know nothing about Cincinnati. I, I know some show, maybe back in the day about Cincinnati. That's WKRP? about it. WKRP? Yes, that is it. That is it. I saw a brief moment of that show when I got to the States, and that was okay. about it. Yeah. It's like that and uh, uh, Murphy Brown. Was that what it was? Murphy Brown. It may have been Cincinnati. I'm not positive on that. Don't. No, I'm just don't talking about the shows me. that were going on around then. Like, that's what I remember. Oh, yeah. Very, yes. very fuzzy days. Don't know why. But anyway. <laughs> How's your week um, been? So yeah, How's your week been? What's up? How's your week been? Ho, ho, ho. Well, if anyone's a father out there and has children, and when they do crazy stuff, they can tend to turn your world upside down. Let's just put it that way. So it's we're balancing out with thread heads and getting some... Uh, personal things done and caught up with. Plus, you know, I got my neck thing coming up here, so I got to stay on top of that. For those who don't know, I got some bad spinal stenosis, so if I look awkward in some of these videos here as we do our podcast, well, that's because I got to sit a certain way until this gets fixed. And uh, we'll explain how all that happened later on. Uh, Rusty's kind of uh, witness to when it happened, so. And we'll share those stories at all times. Um, but no, Bullshit. all in all... Um, 
I'm glad today's here. Um, if it was a couple days ago, I probably wouldn't have been in the best of uh, moods to be doing the show. And I always feel like if I'm not in a good mood, that's kind of robbing people of some shit. So, but um, reason why I'm really excited, we kind of got a segment that's uh, got traction on the show, and uh, we'll jump into that in a bit. But that's a Steamboat Luger fan search. Like, are are they hiding? Or do they even exist? Is there some asshole out there that's made their own website? Not saying Steamboat Luger's an asshole, but if you are making your own website and filling it full of fake fans, I think you're an asshole. So. I, yeah, I can't find yeah, it. I, I went on. I made, went into a WCW fan site on Facebook. I posted a thing saying, we're not trolls, but it sounds like a troll site. We really want to know people who are really do not like Steamboat or Luger, or, I mean, really do like Steamboat and Luger. We do not like them. We want to have you on the show. No comments, no likes, no nothing. So I'm going to try again, maybe, or maybe these people all just don't like Luger and Steamboat. Maybe they're all like us. So maybe we ask that. So I will get into uh, what I did this week, too. I did some, uh, I watched some matches. So we'll go over those in a little bit. But the first topic I want to get into. Oh, is Buff Bagwell. Stuff. <laughs> this guy was arrested just a couple days ago. Um, I got his charges here. Uh, you know, this pisses me off. There's a lot of people out there, and I'm not trying to do the sob story. Not everyone makes it to stardom or becomes a celebrity, and has it good. I mean, let's just be realistic. From what I've heard, this guy was a whiny bitch, wanted to have an easy schedule, hardly ever wrestle, and get paid big money. And then he was a massive bitch when he went to WWE and Vince said, get the fuck out. So, Wait, when was he, when was he, was he in there after the invasion? The invasion? For a he moment, one for match? a moment, I think one match... I'll like do the homework. Well, I hit back next week because the thing is, man, people like this. You've had a good life. You've had good money. I mean, you've obviously had good health. I mean, look at the physique he had. Um, apparently, his mom shaved his nuts. True story. I, I'm, I hear it so many times. Um, but it, this, it, it irritates me, guys like this out there. And that's a topic I'll hit on this week about other people being arrested and how it changed their careers and even a promotion. Um, one of them being RVD and Sabu. I don't know if you know that story. I'll talk about that in a few. Um, but man, it so, pisses me off. So, I'm not a fan of Buff Bagwell, but there are followers of this guy. And this is the influence you give people. Driving under the influence, apparently, is the influence he gives people. But, um... Did you know about his show? About show? What's that? Did you know about his show? His show. Does he have a show? I know he's uh, an escort. Yeah, he had a show about that. (laughs) I think it was on Showtime about him being an escort. It's Cowboys and Angels or something like that? Or Angels and Cowboys? I'm not sure of the name. On another so-called podcast, um, they've talked about it on a great podcast. So, I mean, it's confirmed that he's done it, and he's got a show about it. <laughs> but uh, his real name is Mark Middleton. Um, oh, no, sorry. That's the guy who wrote the article. Sorry. Um, he was uh, arrested in Cobb County. 
And uh, here's the charges. I believe there's 10 charges. An influence, let's see. So charged with misdemeanor driving under the influence of drugs. Misdemeanor open container violation. Four misdemeanor charges of hit and run. Misdemeanor, mister, misdemeanor speeding. Misdemeanor failing to yield when entering an intersection. Misdemeanor giving false name or address or birth date to law enforcement. Officers, three charges of the following or following too closely, misdemeanor reckless driving, misdemeanor driving with a gore or medium or emergency or within a gore or medium emergency lane. Dude, this just goes on and on and on. There's three more charges. Uh, this is crazy. I mean, oh, what's that? I said none of these are felonies. Yeah, they're all misdemeanors, so that's kind of crazy. I mean, if you're falsifying information, I thought that could be a felony, especially to authority. Yeah, and I, I thought a DUI was a fucking felony. I thought I thought hit and run was a felony. Well, not to go down a rabbit hole on this, but kind of look at the society we're living in now. I mean, defunding the police stupid shit like that so maybe now they're not trying to charge some of these criminals no i'm not saying buff bagwell's a criminal they're I, you know i'm getting to the fucking point already on the show i'm really tired of explaining myself on that point i'll just say it straight up and clear i'm an asshole if i say something rude and it comes off rude i'm sorry but let's just be legit i don't need to sit there nor does anybody else and have to keep sitting there and tiptoeing around the shit when i say something like that it doesn't actually mean the person's that way but Maybe he is. I don't know. I'm not that person. I'm just talking about what's going on here. But I just don't want some dipshit spending his day arguing with me saying, you call Buff Bagwell a criminal. I don't think he is. I rented him from his website one time. He's a great guy. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so with that, man, I hope things work out for the guy because I'm a wrestling fanatic. And... Whether I like you or don't like you in the wrestling business, when anyone shits on wrestling, and I like I said, I don't care if I like you or not, I will come to your defense because I love wrestling so much. It's just, you know, it's what I love, it's what I watch, it's what I'll defend till the day I die. Even if I bash it into the ground, doesn't give everyone the right to bash it in the ground. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we got been do it if it, oh, I'll even do it if it's fucking lucha. Hey, that's Lucha and ECW, man. Those are like my little, like, right here for me, man. Those are things really? that really... You're a Lucha change. guy. I love Lucha stuff, man. Okay, I, all I, right. I, I like the history behind the masks. And that they got to wear the masks to do the superhero stuff. That That's something that really can attract the kids, which is your bigger fan base. So, um, yeah, so... I want to just kind of spiral into uh, other arrests that affected wrestlers in their careers. And maybe before we do that, if you're down, we can uh, bring in Rob. Are you doing it or do I need to? Um, you bring him in and uh, you do that. I'll keep talking on here. And uh, yeah, other arrests. I just want to share this story as we bring Rob in here. And that is that uh, there is one. Like I said, I'm an ECW fanatic, so if anyone remembers, RVD had the championship belt. When he had the championship belt, you know, you get pushed, you get the top of the card, he had his buddy Sabu, and uh, 
Yeah, they're all sitting there, and I guess they get pulled over and they get busted of weed and some uh, prescription pills. And that totally derails RVD's push. I mean, not to a big extent, because he's kind of known for smoking pot and his gimmick, but it derailed the belt from there because the WWE didn't want, you know, that kind of a look to their champion. And so that's another arrest that kind of affected someone's career. And then, man, there's been plenty of overdoses and things where guys have been being pushed in the main card and then bad things happen and they're taking out in this world and that affects not just their career but also the promotion itself and other careers rob how are you doing my friend <laughs> doing well doing well guys doing well guys that is horrendous what is in the back of your screen right now that I, is had, horrendous. I, had, I had to i'm sorry I had to, i'm sorry oh my goodness i just That's feel awesome. so dirty looking at that right now i <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a great mood this morning. Got my coffee going, so it's it's been a great one. Have you been doing You know, it's it's been a uh, it's been an interesting week. So it's uh, to say the least. So I think we all appreciate being here this morning. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. So, Rob, we were uh, talking about Buff Bagwell getting arrested. We just went over all his charges of misdemeanors, and yeah, Rusty did yeah. notice not one felony. And then we went into uh, talking about prior arrests to other superstars and how those have affected careers and now promotions. And I was just getting done talking about the stint with RVD getting busted at with Sabu for weed and prescription drugs and how how just that affected their career and their momentum that they were gaining as they transitioned from ECW to WWE for their big pushes from the invasion. So any other arrests stick out to you guys? Um, dude, the Duggan and Sheik. Duggan yeah. and Sheik, yep. Yep, that was a big one. I mean, that was a huge one. Well, here's another one I was thinking about, and it can kind of spiral into another topic I was thinking about, and that is Vader. Vader, who got... I guess arrested, detained in Iraq. You guys remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. And that yep. caused a lot of heat. And then from there, we still stand here to this day with Vader not being in the Hall of Fame. So was it things like that along the way that affected his career? I just think he has I, I thought Vader had gone into the Hall of Fame. I had to sit there and dig, and he's still not there. But he's another Hall of Fame. He's a WCW guy. Yeah, but the few WWE guys that are over, and I mean Booker T, is he in the That's Hall of Fame? I was gonna say, yeah, Booker T. Booker um, T. NWO man, like that was Flair? the most. I mean, Vince did put in the lethal, lethal dose of poison or whatever uh, with NWO and the WWEF. Yeah, it looks like they gave a lethal do- dose of poison to Scott Hall during that time. That was just a horrible time to have him do a run. He needed to get better. But, yeah, it was, uh, we were talking last week about um, Owen not going into the Hall of Fame. And uh, the reasons being on that is because of his wife and political stuff in his family not wanting to go in. And I found some other wrestlers that you might be surprised on that's not in the Hall of Fame. Um, Demolition. Don't know if you guys was, know the power behind any of that. Yeah, that surprised, yeah, that surprised me. me. Were they on the concussion? 
Is oh, uh, yes. in a lawsuit. He's in a law axe or smash. He's in a lawsuit against the WWE with a bunch of other wrestlers for the CTE stuff, I think. I yeah. think you're right, Ross. Yeah. And then uh, Anvil, just you know, just Anvil himself. I mean, Bret Hart's in there. Um, we just put Bulldog in there, Davey. We just put him in there. Because um, we're also talking about uh, Dynamite Kid not being in there. Yep. And that, so like the Hearts kind of have some political pull not to put all people in the Hall of Fame. Um, Pillman, that's another one. Um, especially with his thing that just went on. Jazz, as a, you know, the females, Jazz, Bumacano, and Miss Elizabeth. That one fucking that one was fuck- crazy, too. Miss Elizabeth? How is Miss yeah. Elizabeth not in the Hall of Fame? Like, she should have been in there years ago. I mean, she died in, what, 03? No. Oh, that could be... Well, Macho went in, though, even. And Macho... Well, yeah, going first. Before his, uh, before his uh, lady and valet there. <laughs> You don't think ego. they could have gone in together? They should have. Yeah. yeah. I, I really think the Macho Man is with Elizabeth. There's certain wrestlers in this business that I disassociate with valets and managers. And then yep. there's times in these wrestling careers that once they separate from their managers, I mean, Undertaker and Paul Bear is a completely different scenario. But usually when they part ways, sometimes careers go downhill from there and pushes. Yeah, I think it has a lot. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the backstage politics, right? I mean, we know the Owen thing. We know why um, the Miss Elizabeth thing is pretty eye-opening. But I, I do think that the influence and the impact on Brandy and all of that pretty much, you know, sums it up. I could see her still getting in um, down the road. I, I don't think she's blackballed by any stretch of the imagination i don't think brian pillman is either i think pillman will get in um i just think that it's a matter of time and maybe yeah. it's it's not going to be right now with the the big thing you know just breaking with this the video and stuff and the you know the movie or whatever but we'll see and uh yeah man i don't i i'd rather not see another hall of fame the way we did this year I just don't feel that it was um, meaningful. I, I mean, didn't watch it. An empty yeah. room, yeah. and they had the screens on. And it was just like, the, you know how they film Raw now? There's no crowd. There's just a little screens going on in there with the people's faces. That was it. And it was just, it didn't feel meaningful. I mean, you're inducting the NWO, the biggest faction in wrestling history, and to no crowd. Yeah, maybe it reach yeah. off. I mean... Well overdue, by the way. There's just no yeah. crowd, and they deserve yeah. that. I did watch it. I did. The JBL at the end popped the fuck out of me, man. When he just was talking about all, like, how he was going to apologize to all these people, and then the end, he's just like, nah, fuck you, you know? Just like, it was, it was so cool, man. I, that made me so happy. I was like, oh, he's just going to be just so nice and not like him and i just like fuck you oh, yeah you. he's uh he's rich so he don't care. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um yeah so you know speaking of other hall of famers i guess mark henry's coming back for a run why why <sighs> well he lost 80 pounds i don't know if you heard that no no yeah so he lost 80 pounds he's trying to do 20 more so he's trying to drop 100 pounds I saw a picture. I'm not trying to be an asshole. Didn't see much of a difference like last time I saw him, but he could have been in the middle of changes. So, because I only saw him a few months ago. 
Um, but yeah, um, I'm always iffy about guys coming back for runs because sometimes it, it's like the Brett Favre of NFL. You just you keep trying for another championship, one more match, and you just get lousier and lousier, and you just can't stop. And the next thing you know, you're making really shitty gene commercials. So well, what about Sean? Hey. Hey, uh, no. I'm saying it was great. When he came back. Great. Oh, you remember when he no. knocked himself out trying to do a, a moonsault in Saudi Arabia or whatever? Is that, yeah, did he knock himself out there now? Oh, that, that the, time you came back. I was talking about like in 2002. What was it? I was talking like 2002. You're talking oh, like oh. recently when yeah, I did the Saudi Arabia tour or whatever. Was it Saudi Arabia? Or, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was yeah to the big old oil guy. It's, it's what I said last week. Those people live in a different time, so they think they're gonna get the Shawn Michaels with long blonde hair coming down from the ceiling, dude. They got a bald, cross-eyed motherfucker coming out. <laughs> That's what happens. Like, come on, like, <laughs> sorry. Dude, that that ground's got to be coming at him kind of a different way, man. I could see how he can knock himself out on the moonsault. That death uh, perception is gonna be pretty wacky. Yeah. Though. You can't land yeah. both feet at the same space. He supposedly blames that eye on one incident. How many times have we seen Sean get hit in the head? That was slowly getting knocked bit by bit to the to the middle there. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, Mark Henry coming back. Um, I've met the man. He is uh, a sweet guy to children. Man, he's he loves kids. He's a great guy. Not so much the the men. Um, he, he was kind of like, take your picture with uh, your kid here. That's cool to stay away from me. But he was talking to my kid and took an awesome picture of my kid, and he's a good guy. Um, yeah, making the comeback at this point with what we know about health, I always get concerned with a guy's weight. I'm a big dude. Um, and I know as getting older, my weight plays more of a role in my health. And looking at a guy who's done Olympics, who's done wrestling for, what, 20 years? No, longer than that. 25 years for a long fucking time yeah you never yeah. knew it he just never was gone so Did he wrestle he when's the last time he's wrestled um let me go look that up real quick um because i feel like I this feel is like this is him wanting to compete with the big show thing right didn't he want like to be in different uh decades or something Something like that. And I don't know also another thing. He's almost 50. He's very close to being 50 within a few months. So I don't know if he's trying to do this one more match before I'm 50 thing. If that's if that's a factor to him or not. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Mark Henry's last match. I know his last big segment was the fake uh, retirement angle. Alright. Um, he's just 52, by the way. 49. What's that? He says 52. Oh, 52, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We were watching that movie last night. A, last wrestled as a part of the Great Royal Rumble match in Saudi Arabia in 2018. His so last single it. match was so a loss it. against Braun Strowman in February of 2017. That's why. He That's wants why. to play in the decades, just like Big Show. So it'd be 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, in my eyes, he's now going to be shaving a couple years off of his life by doing this. That's how I'm looking at it. And 
hey, you know what? Sometimes shaving those couple years off is worth it because you could be spending those last couple years in a damn wheelchair. You know, so like that. So maybe this is the way that he wants to go and shorten it so he doesn't have to deal with that. I don't know. No, I, um, I disagree, I, man. I disagree. He's lost. He's lost a lot of weight, so he's focused on his health. He's not going to go out and take uh, chair shots. And he's such oh, a no. big guy. He's not going to be doing the. He's not going to be diving through the ropes and and trying to you know commit suicide in any capacity inside the ring. He's literally going to go out. He's going to take minimal bumps, uh, on his arms. Um, he may fall on his back. He's not going to let somebody power bomb him or pile drive him or do anything crazy to him. I think he's protected because of his size. Um, and he, he's got a good chance of making a decent run. I could see something in the way of which Big E retaining, you know, or getting back the U.S. title and then him and Mark Henry having a little, you know, thing and then passing the baton on to Big E or something like that. But I don't know. I don't know their relationship outside of out of the ring, but that makes sense to me. I know he's a big influence in the back on a lot of the younger stars. I know he's been hanging out back there. I don't think he's so much training him. I think he's more of like the guys come up to him like, what can I do better? Things like that. Um, so he's very influential in the back. I heard he's a very patient guy when it comes to that kind of stuff. So maybe, hey, since he's there doing that, why not jump back in the ring? You know, do a little plus, extra on the side. He can keep Hogan away. Keep Hogan away. Because he doesn't like Hogan. He doesn't like Hogan, right? That is like watching a Lego structure being slowly destructurized, like just piece by piece. Like Hulk Hogan's career, little people are just taking little chunks off of it at a time and making them less of Hulk Hogan that day by day. I don't know. There's a, some other some news that popped in the morning about it. Man, it's just terrible. You know, the best thing he could do because I heard he's done it somewhat, is really publicly apologize. And the best way to do that is in the middle of a ring live on Raw. I don't know, or on a pay-per-view. And yeah. say yeah, you were a douchebag at one point, but you're making amends and making it better. Otherwise, he keeps coming on these shows acting like nothing's ever happened. So, but, eh, it's, it's silly. Um, yeah, no, I, I hope he comes back. Who do you guys think he would feud with? Who do you think a good feud for Mark Henry would be? Is he... he Heel or face? Heel or what is face? he gonna be? Well, he left. What well, did he leave as a heel? Um, yeah, he left as a heel. Back as a face, I bet. If he's lost a bunch of weight, he'd come back as a face. I think. Yep. Yep. For that crowd pop, at least for a minute, he'd come back as a face. What? Put him with a new guy. Put him with a new guy that fucking can't get over yet, and let him feud no. with Mark Henry, and let him get the Mark Henry rub. No, they're gonna have is Apollo and Big E are still feuding, right? Yeah. So Apollo, Biggie, they're feuding. Apollo's got his henchmen on the outside. Biggie's going to say that, you know, he, they're going to tag team match and he's going to have a special guest tag team partner. Everybody's going to think it's going to be the new day, you know, either Kofi or, or Woods, and then it'll be Henry that comes out. That's my guess. Start a whole new nation of domination. No, they won't go that route. They won't even use that term. Yeah, yeah no, it's time to be going that route. We're, we're slowly simmering down in this country from all the chaos over the last couple of years, and hopefully it keeps heading that route. And uh, hopefully also these uh, pandemic measures going down will help everyone get back together and kind of chill the hell out with all being enclosed. And speaking of that...
Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Aprovecha los precios más bajos de la temporada de JCPenney. Como toallas de baño Home Expressions Quick Dry a solo $4.88. Y encuentra aún más ahorros en botas para damas y jeans para él y ella de marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, Arizona y más. Comenzando en $21.88 cada uno. Compra con estilo. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas hasta el 23 de octubre en selección de estilos. Los precios más bajos de la temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 23 de octubre. Se excluyen del cupón. Touring starting back up in June or July for most of the promotions. I know AEW is going on tour again. WWE is going on tour again. And I think it starts up June or July, somewhere in there. Um, that's about right. About right. That's there's always been a couple weeks. Yeah. There's always been the theory once you lose, once you, it's easy to gain the fans, but once you lose them, it's impossible to gain them back. What are you eating there, Rusty? <laughs> I'm eating that granola bar because I'm really hungry, but I'm trying to eat it off the mic. So this is like funny. We're gonna call him out. We got I bad guys to. here, and he calls out the guy that's eating. I had to just in the middle of that whole thing. I was like, oh wait a minute. <laughs> anyway, back to what I was saying. I just had a call about. Um, yeah, the whole series. It's easy to gain a fan. But once you lose the fans, it's impossible to get them back. And I've been a fan for 30 years, and there has been times where it's hard to watch the product. Now is one of those times, as Rob's promoting in the back screen there, of why it's not going so well. Um, I go back to 93, 94 times when you got plumbers and hockey players and all kinds of weird ones coming out. Um, it didn't lose me then. It just wasn't as interesting. And now with the crowds coming back, I don't know if we're going to see full capacity crowds for a while for wrestling shows. How do you guys feel, feel like when the crowds come back, if we've lost a lot, do you feel the same energy? Is it going to be bigger? Um, um, see, I think of live shows as kind of like the circus, right? When the circus comes to town, people go to the circus. You don't need the circus. You don't really care about going to the circus. Nobody goes on and watches on TV elephants walking around or whatever else they do at circuses nowadays. I don't know if the elephants are even there anymore. Um, but when you have a, a live crowd and you have all the music's hitting and the crowd's popping and stuff, I think it's it's something that people will enjoy getting back to. So I do think that we'll see, you know, people attending the live events. What they can't do is they can't overload it. They can't have it be, all right, we're going to go live for Raw, and then we're going to do four house shows, you know, or three house shows, and then we're going to go live for SmackDown or whatever the case may be. They have to do live for the shows that they have. And I haven't looked at the overall schedule. It was for 25 dates, right? I think they... Things like that. Yeah. Um, if it's a live show, I think people enjoy that. People like to be, some people go to these events literally just so that they can get on camera. 
Oh, watch yeah. for me. I'm going to be on camera. I'm going to be there live and stuff. And, and, you know, it's funny because I always come back to, you made mention of RVD and I'll never forget being down at TNA tapings. I used to go down to them all the time. And RVD was trying to cut a promo in the middle of the ring and he was butchering it. And he paused for a second. And he was saying about, you know, you know what I can, you know what I can't, you know, or something like that. And I yelled out at the top of my lungs, cut a promo. And he paused and he looked up at me and they had to go re-record that later in the night. Oh. So, but those are those things that as a live fan, you're like, oh, I was there. I got to do that. I got to see that. I got to be a part of that. So I do think you will see people go back to live shows. And I'm not knocking the audience, but I have a feeling that the people that attend live wrestling shows aren't necessarily that worried about covid i mean i'm not not trying to be that guy but you know just call it i'll be that is. guy you know that you know a bunch of motherfuckers when we go to wrestling shows i'm telling you that right now I, and by the end of the show i might be a filthy motherfucker comes sweating but uh you guys show up prepared to be filthy so i mean i've been to some shows small venues to big venues and there's some stinky guys there Yep. I've had to clean up those small venues to big oh, big venues and there's some stinky motherfuckers there. Yeah, and that's not just wrestling shows, okay? No, it's everywhere. When I used to mm-hmm. own an indoor football league, we used to do a pregame um a tailgate party, indoor tailgate parties because we're in, you know, Michigan, it's cold as shit during the indoor football season. And in order to uh to make it happen, um I would book a independent wrestling to come in and do you know, an hour show during our tailgate performance. So like we did have a live band or we'd have wrestling and wrestling drew more people. People loved, they had no clue who these guys were, but they, they learned more about them as they came to every game. Some people were coming just to the wrestling and not even sticking around for the football game. So that's like concerts when you got a really good opening band and then you got this like band that's been around for 20 years, but the opening band is so good that, Everyone's seen the other fucking band for 20 years, so everyone goes home and enjoy the first band. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It, it's it'll, it'll be different, and there's a lot of crap that's come out over the last few months about wrestlers, and we all know one who just recently got fired. Um, I want to say one thing about deeper. the live crowd. Oh, yeah. Okay. One thing when the live crowd is back, one thing I never want to hear again is during the three count, after two, someone saying, uh, the crowd going, swing. If I have to hear that yeah. one more fucking time, I'm turning that shit off. That's, that's it. I can't take that. That fucking chant drives me fucking wild. If I'm ever in a match again, that's one way to fucking piss me off during a match, if I hear that you know, shit. You know what one's pissed me off that got taken away, though? What's that? Is this match that? for one fall. And the crowd go, one oh, fall. Like, oh, that, that one too. That one too. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. I fucking oh, you hate do? It. Oh. I like it I, when I the, like the announcers. Because, like, um, some promotions, the announcers wait for it, too. They do the, for one fall, and then they wait, and they wait for the crowd to do the the answer back. But some announcers have gotten smart, too, and they're just like, this is for one fall. And now coming to the ring, and they're just like, right, and, Totally fucks them over, but fucks the crowd over. But I, you know, it's not the best thing. You know, let the crowd do what they want; they'll be happy. But it drives me fucking crazy. So uh, yeah. that's a little something we differ upon, but that, that's okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, I'm an ECW guy, so they had sure. the best chance in the world. Like you I, fucked I agree. up. One of the best ones. You fucked up. Classic. Yep. 
classic <laughs> and it tells a good story. I'm I'm totally cool. You fucked up. The holy and shit. Holy shit. Holy shit can be overused. Yeah. The, yeah. That's the one thing about the holy shit one. It can be overused. Uh you but know I really the, do the like the holy time. shit one when it's worth it. When it's yes. worth it and you get a holy shit moment. You can't have a holy shit moment every show and three, four matches when you got someone diving to the outside in every single match. When you have you bad bugs <laughs> a Canadian destroyer at WrestleMania, that's a holy shit moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the last one that I know about. That goes back to that topic the other week, celebrities and wrestling. I think WWE. Um, oh, and in one term of Rusty here, gloves are kind of off about talking about new product this week because it's kind of all relatable from topics of last week to this week. Um, so we might be hitting the new stuff quite a bit this week here, but uh, it's all relatable to what's going on as far as we hit the topics here. Um, but celebrities and wrestling, I didn't even know who Bad Bunny was before any of this. I don't even, was it, is this an actual rapper or whatever? Or is this a gimmick WWE made up or something and pushed out there? That's how it felt. But um, was, yeah, he, I mean, yeah, he pulled yeah. it off. He did all right. right. I'm not I mean, going to say it was fantastic. Yeah. I think it was shocking to everyone what he did. Yeah. And it was all right. Yeah. A lot better than Snoop Dogg's flop. Than Snoop Dogg's. Yeah, that's because I mean, Snoop's flash. old and lanky. Old right. and lanky. Like, right. yeah. And obviously, he's all about the money. He doesn't really, he's not really a fan of WWE. He's a fan of wrestling and money. I thought that Pat McAfee's that- uh, Adam Cole match was pretty good, too. Oh, the the match, yes. The but his announcing, his announcing, I don't mind it too much until he gets that growly commentator voice where it's like, oh, yeah, like that, trying to sound like yeah. Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's really, just, really weird sound. They, they just booted the, uh, booted the uh, MLB guy, right? The Adnan Verk. Yeah. Um, God, he was annoying. I'm sure he's a great guy. He seemed like a great guy, but I was watching... I've watched the last couple of Raws painfully. And he, these commentators... I love Corey Graves. Corey Graves is a talented, talented guy. So is Byron Saxton. They, they're they kind of like the new wave JR and Jared King Lawler. They feed off of each other with their little quips and everything. They're good. They're a little, they need some work. But then they add this guy. He tries to pull the the repeat trio scenario where it's like, um, stoner, 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 like doing that kind of crap. And it was horrible. My ear was hurting by the time I was done listening to it. Probably in sync with those camera cuts. <laughs> Just how oh, those things, yeah. Um, I, dude, I'm still all about the Taz and Excalibur on AEW Dark. That's my favorite combo right oh, now. Those two together, are, they have... Taz is so lost. No, I, it's great. They're fucking great together, man. They, uh, I don't know. They have these little inside jokes, and you can. There's little little jabs at each other all the time, and it's it's an interesting. One. But yeah, he's yeah he's known for being usually pretty lost to what's going on. But I think whatever they're doing, they're playing off each other, right? And it's some weird chemistry that I would have never guessed. I mean, I wasn't a um, fuck, what was that promotion called? The Super Spot one down in California that they're all like Excalibur and Young Bucks were from. Um, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
I can't think of what it's called. But that Uh, one, dude, like, he was, you know, I I wasn't, like, all about that when he was doing those kind of shows, but, like, him just as some, I don't know, regular dude. It's going to drive me crazy what the name of that fucking those shows are. Um, Oh, I'm on it right now. I'm going. Okay. You ever see me sit down? I'm 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 trudging through here. Uh, PWG, PWG, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, man. Those fucking shows. I did not like watching those. At dude, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. They're they're way too spotty for me. Some they had some matches that were great. Sometimes they went above and beyond. They're trying new things. I'll give them that. But some of it, I just, it was way too much for me. Way too much leg slapping. Uh, too much leg slapping fucking kills me. Leg slapping on fucking chops. Leg slapping on headbutts. Like, give me a break. Have you ever fucking headbutted someone and it makes a fucking sound? Like, no, man. It doesn't make that sound when you headbutt someone. It just is a loud thud. Like, they need to learn yeah. how to make a thud noise. I'm you know, surprised they haven't just like, edited those things in right now. can't fucking headbutt someone and it goes, that, that's like, you know, someone like never getting punched in the face and trying to wrestle and trying to sell a punch. Like, if you've never been headbutted in the face, you don't know what it sounds like. You can't fucking slap your fucking leg and be like, oh, that's a headbutt. It's like, get fucked. That's not what a headbutt sounds like at all. You're making noises. You know, you can, you can, I'll give you, you can stomp and do a headbutt. That's fine. I'm totally okay with that. Stomping in the headbutt's fine, but a leg slap in the headbutt's way too much. Keith J. Strongbow used to do that, man. He used to slap and do a headbutt? No, the, the stomp and headbutt. The stomp and headbutt's the great. Stomp. Most every headbutt does that because it's, it's good. And, you know, it gets the whole way, way back and let everyone see it. And boom, ask any black wrestler that came through that had the headbutt or the Samoan. Uh, yeah, they're hard to edit. I just, that's usually I know who I read it. They'll do the headbutt. I wish Doink was around and we could just like edit in like sounds. Like it'd be like, why are we going like, to add clowns? He, like he punches, you know, and it's like, zoop, 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 you know, because that's where we're at with all these knee slaps. And I agree. I, I agree. Man. It was like that uh, Wrestle Society X, like with all the post shit that they put in. Uh, the short-lived thing on MTV where they did all, like, you know, people with whatever, bolts of electricity coming out of them. And, uh, yeah, you may as well just put in fucking goofy-ass sound effects at, at now with everything's a leg slap. And uh, Matt Riddle's got birds flying out of his ass. So Wait, what? Wait, what? No, you haven't seen that? No. Okay. Dude, I'm okay, a big well, Matt bro Riddle boy fan. I, I like him a lot. I think his game. Well, is I don't know about after this. Well, he comes down on his little four-year-old scooter there, scooter? gets in the ring, and as he jumps into the ring and pops his legs up to flip off his uh, flip-flops, yeah, birds come flying out. Looks yeah. like they came out flying out of his ass. Like it's just weird. It's like Braun Strowman comes out with the choo-choo train thing going on now. What? So, what? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's the it's, video yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's like you guys remember watching uh, Godfather wind up for his uh, train. Mm-hmm. We would all make the noise. Oh, the yeah. comments, yeah. everyone at home, and the crowd start going chicka 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 chicka. You didn't need the speakers because it was getting over, and if it gets over, we'll help you continue getting over. Yeah, this is where I'm hot boxing crap on the show. 
And if there's not really a crowd there, don't add the chance, kind of like what we were just talking about a little while ago with certain chants. They're not really doing it. Otherwise, you're going to hear dishes rattling in the background of somebody's house, a baby screaming, a washer and dryer going. Those are going to be the sounds you hear from those TV screens, not, oh, this is awesome, which is the chant I do hate, by the way. I forgot. Fuck, I hate that one, too. And that one's every match. Every yeah, match, it's... this is awesome. More That's way more than holy shit. That is like any match. And people think that if you get a this is awesome chant, you're doing awesome. It's well, no, you did one fucking thing that's what you know had the crowd, and the rest of the time the crowd's just sitting on yeah, fucking exactly. what? Like, whoa, <laughs> this match what? is boring as fuck. And what? then they do, you know, some dive to the outside, and this is awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. And this has been brought up on some other shows recently. That whole let's gather as a pod on the outside of the ring so we can catch our buddy crowd surfing. It's starting to look like it's a concert with a bunch of kids by the stage and then one jumps off and crowd surfs. And it's a failure because they all collapse. But it's really... Man, these guys get paid millions of dollars. I'm sorry. I, I know CT is a problem. You should know that going into pro wrestling. Take your chair shots to your damn head because it looked cooler. If you don't like it, don't do it. You know what's out there because you could obviously break your neck jumping off the rope. Same scenario. We're not going to outlaw that crap. Sorry. So my other... You, you watch me on any fucking show where someone's doing a dive spot. I am always on the far, like on the outside of it, just fucking nowhere near the person that's jumping down. I'm always... I'm not fucking taking that. I'm not taking someone fucking jumping down on me. I'm on the outside, and you know, just sort of fall down with everyone that's else. That's the crap that should be banned. And speaking I agree. of banned, I, I was on the call the other day with Rob here, and he wants to jump back to a, a topic, and that is Peacock banning material. And I seriously think that if we have their way, then in a year from now, we're only going to be able to watch one match on the Peacock, and everything else will be banned. That's not offensive. Yeah. What? Look, let me ask this question. If you go buy a car, buy a used car, you get the car home, you look in the car, you realize in the trunk that it's got some dirty diapers in there. You don't want to keep those. So you throw them out. You bought the car. It's your car. If people don't want to see you driving that car or they want you, if you want to paint the car, you want to do whatever you want. They paid the money to do this. That Those, are, those videos are still there, right? If somebody truly wanted to go watch all of this stuff it's still there you can go get it and so it's not gone uh is it gone for a little while sure is it going to make some dvds of people having the wrestlemania with piper you know with the match still in it more valuable sure i guess but ultimately it's a company that bought something they can do with it what they want if we don't like it we can do something else but Put the dirty would, diapers back in the trunk. Yeah, put them dirty diapers back in the trunk and just you know, take the car back to the shop or whatever. But no, in, in all honesty, I mean, when you think about it, Peacock, uh, you know, obviously they've got things that they have to maintain from an integrity perspective. And it can be a very fine line, right? You can watch a show that, you know, I mean, I watched the Chicago PDs and some of the, the, the storylines there are pretty uh, extensive, you know, I mean, and some of that stuff that probably they didn't need to go into in those shows. But 
you know, they, they have the ability to cut and decide what they want to do. They paid for it. They might as well do it. When it's all said and done and they sell it back or, or somebody else buys it, those matches will be back. That stuff will be back. You know, Mr. Wonderful, um, I, I'll never forget when he was wrestling. Uh, oh, shoot. I said I'll never forget, and then I forgot who he was wrestling. I think it was <laughs> Don, Don Morocco or something. Um, Mr. Fuji was his manager. Oh, you guys remember that? Right. So is Mr. Fuji going to get banned from all No, no, no. But so there's a part in the match where um, where Fuji's on the outside, Morocco and Orndorff are, are wrestling, and Orndorff uh, body slams Morocco, and he looks out to the outside at Fuji, and he goes like this. He pulls his eyelids back, and then he gives him oh. the gives him the little salute. They blocked that. They removed that. Wow. They remove that stuff. That was so that's my question then. Like something like that. What about the Orient Express? Do they change the name on the title, bleep out Orient, or did they just eliminate every Orient Express match ever? Because you can't use the word Orient anymore. I thought it was Oriental. I don't get shit, so. What did they change yeah, Orient- the, the top ramen? There's no Oriental flavor ramen now. The inch of mine is gone. Yeah. I was looking for it for a while. What? Wasn't the Quaker Oat guy switched out too? Because he's considered a white supremacist. I'm surprised Mr. Clean. Now that only white people are left on the shelves. Oh my gosh. (laughs) After they got rid of all the other races of people. It's the deregling of the show. Um. I think it's, I mean, I totally, like, totally on your side with it. I mean, I'm kind of going to play devil's advocate with it here. Totally get from a standpoint, financial point, at the end of the day, it's about the dollar as far as doing business. But originally, WWE, when they first did their network, go all original content. Besides, you know, not having any original music for ECW because there was no licensing for it, which I miss. Because I love Sandman coming out, by the way, like that. But... I just fear that along the way, and as this PC era cancel culture has picked up its momentum, that there'll be a lot more banning of things that just don't make sense. Like kind of like the rest of the world right now, banning things in wrestling that it's it's warrant. These are characters, and we, you know, watching any show. I mean, are you going to do it in movies from the past that have had this stuff go on Peacock? Are they going to go into a movie of that they've obtained on Peacock and take out a certain scene in the movie because it's offensive to the world? Let's see what so Amazon does with MGM when they get that acquisition yeah. finished. Let's see. I just think it's crappy. I think what we should be doing is, okay, we've done that then. It it worked then. It wasn't great. But we're never going to do that again because we've learned. But we're not taking it out. Because if we take it out, we might repeat it again. That's how I look at it. Yep. I just If we don't sit there and acknowledge that we've done it and it was wrong and all of a sudden, we just eliminate it and just deny it ever happened. That is bound to happen again. Yeah, so, like there's yeah, always like, sunny episodes that they took off of. Um, I think they're on Hulu now. They took off the ones where they do the make the lethal weapon video, lethal weapon movies, where they do blackface. But and then uh, with D with her, whatever her racist stereotypical characters that she did they take all that shit off but the thing is they're supposed to be the worst people their characters are the literally the worst people that they can think of doing the worst shit that they can do 
And so that's why they're doing this shit. And it should be, you should realize that's why they're doing it. They're not doing it to, you know, be cool. They're doing it because like, oh, this is what some fucker would do. And so that, that, that's my two cents on that, you know. Yeah, it's it's a touchy situation all around. And yeah, it's about the money and obtaining rice. The song, you should be able to do what you want with it. But it's just, don't continue to do it. Take out what you need to take out now. And the other thing is, if you're easily offended by something, wrestling is not the show for you. It, it, it will never be. I don't care. I mean, girls come out in skimpy outfits. People have been offended by that. You know, I mean, I can easily turn around and be like, you know what? I'm bothered by Randy Orton's sick pack. You know, I, you know, I think my wife might like or something like that, you know. But I'm not going to sit there and complain about it. Nothing like that because I expect it. Yeah, oh. and I wouldn't so, worry about. I mean, make make safe space wrestling, uh, SSW, and we'll let them be able to make everything their unicorns and kittens shit that they want in life. Uh, every person will come out as a different. Uh, oh, someone who's overcome some adversity, quote unquote that they done and but you know the thing that they haven't done that i really want to see is i really want to see some promotion have a heel gay character and once that happens then i'm fucking because you like <laughs> i mean who can boo a fucking gay character like one of the ones who are like the super overly over the top gay are you talking um, about in the time now I'm, I'm looking at Goldust, looking at Adrian Adonis, and like of those days and stuff, and yeah. what they were portraying. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's a different time. But and I'm sure there's yeah, Goldust I mean, yeah, segments. You can't have a fucking now. gay heel right now. Heel. You don't think there's so? No fucking way. I don't you have know. a fucking heel turn. Sergeant Slaughter. I mean, if there was ever a time you didn't think Sergeant Slaughter would turn heel. It was during the Gulf War, and it came out of nowhere. It's like, it, it, it's the shock value. Why not? You know, why not sit there and do that? Um, so, it's like, I don't know. It's like Hogan going NWO. Um, no one really expected that. I think everyone was expecting Yoko or Mabel to come out or some crap like that at the time. Um yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, I think it should do it. I totally think it should happen. Um, not the topic itself, but just any shock value, because we're not getting that anymore. We're not, it's because like... You have to run it by the PC principal, man. Fucking make sure it's okay with them, and if it's I not, know the it hell is okay. PC principal, so I can walk right up into that office and give him an earful. Do you know what world you live in? It's called reality there. Um, but no, I do it, do it because we're living now in a wrestling world where bit by bit, kind of like what I said the other week, where there's these guys are being told and gals are being told, um, and transgender are being told to grab for the brass ring. But when you're putting these guys in the box and telling them, you can't do this, you can't do that. You can't do this. You're not opening up that world for them to be creative and giving them that space. Like you did with stone cold and Shawn Michaels and triple H and, Nash and Hall and give them that creative moment. And if they fail at it, don't fucking do it again. 
don't give him that moment again, but you should give him that space because you might. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Aprovecha los precios más bajos de la temporada de JCPenney. Como toallas de baño Home Expressions Quick Dry a solo $4.88. Y encuentra aún más ahorros en botas para damas y jeans para él y ella de marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, Arizona y más. Comenzando en $21.88 cada uno. Compre con estilo. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas hasta el 23 de octubre en selección de estilos. Los precios más bajos de la temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 23 de octubre. Se excluyen del cupón be covering up a big diamond because you've got restrictions on everything. You're not letting that diamond shine. It's the best way. Like, like if Punk were here right now and trying oh. to do this, like not like putting Punk in the box. He wouldn't would, let that out. I mean, that's why it's not working. That's part I mean, of the reason I bet. I mean, you can't, you can't go for those rings when you're someone like that. Being that limited to just... You can't do this. You can do stuff you that have done before. What? Guys like New Jack. Guys like New Jack fucking no way would be around right now. He would be booed out. He would be fucking... He would be kicked out of wrestling while all the uh, safe space fucking virtue signalers are calling him the N-word on the way out. Because they fucking hate him so much. That would be what would happen. That's my guess. You know, yeah, I, I, I think this everything, everything being limited right now and having restrictions, and I'm not talking about pandemic restrictions, I'm talking about the PC putting restrictions on things. And it's not just wrestling, it's really it's made everything limited to grow as it's like people. Like, you know, we all know in reality. We shouldn't say certain things and do certain things. And that's why we have movies and TV shows and professional wrestling, because we can sit there and take those, I guess, weird ideas and weird thoughts or psychotic thoughts and portray them in movies and shows. And if we stop doing that, then the outlet becomes real again. And so we need to stop bitching about seeing something on wrestling and go, oh, that's offensive. It needs to happen there, because if it doesn't happen there, it's going to happen in the real world. So yeah. Yeah. it's got to stop and yeah, bring it on, man. Bring, bring wrestling's a circus, kind of like what Rob was saying. And it's a, you had freaks back in the days in the eighties, like, you know, not call him Bam Bam a freak, but he had a fucking flame tattoo on his head. That was unique. It was different. It got your attention and he could do an awesome cartwheel, by the way. Um, got your, t even his, uh, buddy there, Luna. Shout. That is definitely a character you can see at a carnival. Um, the guys in the oddities. Um, Earthquake. Yokozuna. You don't get that anymore. And so that's one problem is that these guys are too realistic of characters in wrestling. That we can all relate ourselves to a Daniel Bryan. We can all relate ourselves to somebody who's got kind of our stature. 
and has had a hard time in life making it somewhere. And we lived through those guys. But now you're living a realistic thing through wrestling. And when something fake comes along, now it's offensive. So it's kind of like, I don't know, man. It's People got to really, really loosen up again. And I think over the last few years, it took just a couple people say, this is offensive. And then other people was like, well, in order for me not to be offensive, I got to support my friend who's offended by this, or I'm going to be a dickhead friend. And it's gained this crowd and this following of bullshit. And it's yeah. ruined our, our passion that we watch. Thanks and for I being a dickhead friend, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know how to put it, and that's why I got pissed the other week, and that's why we kind of had to end the show on a good note, because we've gotten to the point now where we're 40, 50-year-old assholes going to these shows, butchering the shit out of it, because we've grown up with it, and it's not what we grew up with. You know, it's right. not... Right. And so, because it's not what we grew up with, and they're poisoning all their product to children, and we're not children, it's offensive to us. This is bullshit. Stop cramming it down our throat. Right? I'm not a Roman Reigns guy. But I get it. He is a well put together guy. He doesn't get in trouble. You know, he's yeah, there every yeah. day, works very hard. And kids look up to the guy because I mean he's a big motherfucker. He's he's cool looking for if I was a kid, I think he's a cool looking dude. You know, he's got that big tat going on. And so that's another problem. It's not just a PC crowd, it's these giant basement mother living motherfuckers that are bashing something that is driven towards children. And that right, also right. Show. Because Vince hears these guys complain about something, and then he just goes against them anyway, just to piss them off even more. And then it's just ruining the product. It's such a silly, silly scenario. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. It's banning things on Peacock, I think it can only go so far. And the rest of the shows, you know, um, Kind of like what we're talking about with live shows. I yeah. thought live yeah. shows, you were able to experiment a little bit more because you're not on TV, you know, where you got to reshoot some segments or some matches. The last house show I went to, it felt like a like a, a TV show. Like you couldn't oh. have house. Oh. And it was just, yeah. Yeah, last one I went to was NXT. It was an NXT house show. <sighs> I haven't been to an NXT show. I've done the... Done the SmackDowns, done the Raws, um, done the pay-per-views. Um, we went to the pay-per-view together. Shawn Michaels, Jericho ladder match. Watch that tooth fly oh, yeah. out of his mouth. Yeah, the rest um, of the pay-per-view was see. the shits. Yeah. Um, like I go on and watch it, and I'm like, oh, let's watch this pay-per-view we went to, and then I'm watching the matches. So I'm like, God, this is terrible. And then I guess to the last match, I'm like, okay, well, this is why these matches were all terrible because it was leading up to one of the best matches that we've seen. Yeah. It's it's a weird scenario right now with everything. That's why I'm saying once these guys go back on tour, my thing that I'm more interested in is, and it's sad to say it, it's not the wrestling itself. It's not the show itself. It's how the crowd will be reacting to this now. And they got, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of bottled up frustration that fans are going to be releasing in these shows. And who knows what they're going to say? And who knows who they're going to boo and actually put over now? Because you got the fans that sat there and you're hearing these guys get cheered who used to get booed and these fans sitting home like, this is bullcrap. They should be getting booed. When I get to these shows, I'm going to make sure I boo my ass off now. So that could be one scenario coming up. Um, 
Rob did have to jump out. Um, he had an obligation. He had to jump out to. He might be back. If not, I'm sure we'll see Rob again next week. Um, but we were talking about the commentary, and I was going to ask you guys. So I'll just ask you: Who was your favorite commentator back in the day? Back in the day, fucking, it's easy. Uh, I I was always grilling Bobby Heenan. Yeah, that was that was my one that just like. I still watch that now, um, and I watch a lot of the uh, primetime wrestling. On I don't know if it's on Peacock yet, but it was on the, the network, and I could just sit and w- watch that for hours and just listen to those two. I mean, they were the whatever the the they're like the guy and the fucking weirdo guy and like you had like you know like laurel and hardy type of a thing or you know whatever now like penn and teller or whatever whatever combination you want to say of the the straight guy and the fucking comic guy they had that so well and just listen those two back and forth off each other are is comedy gold it's like you put that up against any other comedian of any time, and that's that's just as good as any of it. Yeah, I'll stick with that shit. What about you? <sighs> Mine's got to be. I mean, that's my beginning is Gorilla and Bobby, but gotta go with Jr. and a King, just yeah. because of the yeah. that they had, um, and it, how it evolved over time. Because you can tell when they first started together, it wasn't as close as it was when it ended, and. uh I love their chemistry. I love how they feed off of each other. And I'm a big Attitude Era fan. So, I mean, that's, I, I think, probably 95% of guys who are our age who watch wrestling will probably say that, whether it's with WWE, watching Nitro, or even ECW, that whole span right there is the best damn time in wrestling. It, it was the, the shock rock, the, the edge of your seat anxiety scenario, promos and gimmicks. and but yeah, JR, JR and the King, definitely, just because of the, the comedic values of it. And kind of like the same thing with Gorilla and Bobby, because Bobby was so quick. So yeah. quick. Um, they um, had uh, one thing that I noticed that I don't see as much now. Like, on two counts, uh, man, when someone got their shoulder up, uh, on those really close ones, the crowd would go fucking banana. You know, yeah. the crowd would be fucking just oh. Now it's like one, two, and like, but they're like they don't care. There's not a this big culmination of the a bunch of moves that are coming up to make this. This should be the end of the match, and it's like one, two, oh, good, he finally got up. Come on, buddy! Yeah. Like a fucking you know rock match or something. Uh, like you really seem they seemed a lot more into it now. The crowd did uh, how they react on those two counts and shit. Like now there's false finishes all the time. They're just like let's just do fa- false finishes two minutes into the match, and we'll do thirty false finishes in the match, and they don't mean shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah, the false finishes have gotten annoying. Like, false finishes should be held to, like, WrestleMania time for the main yeah. events on the yeah. when they should be around. But, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's just kind of bouncing back with commentary. The guy that got released, the Adnan Burke guy, um, 
they need to stop bringing in guys and it's different with um god what's this face from nxt who had to fight with uh, adam cole um god who is that he's a commentator on smackdown now we just talked about him, the ex-football player uh, oh why am i brain farting on this show um He's, yeah, the guy who had, went against Adam Cole, the football player, the commentator on SmackDown. He just joined the team. A McAfee. Jesus. Jesus. Um, oh, okay. He's got time to grow as a commentator. Um, But they need to stop putting commentators in to these seats the way they are now. Like, I appreciate how Michael Cole got to be a commentator. He was the backstage guy who got taken literally from behind by Heidenreich. Um that was a weird, weird gimmick. But he's yeah, not yeah. a big fan of Michael Cole, but he earned it. He definitely, definitely earned it. You um, had a match had a match. Yeah. Uh, he's undefeated at WrestleMania, I believe. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. But yeah, dude. Throwing guys just because they're great at commentating on an ESPN sports show or something like that going the wrong way about it. So it's like getting writers in wrestling that have never written for wrestling. They've done a, a TV show. Well, TV show and wrestling is not the same fucking thing. Um, because as we've all heard, the script will change up into the last minute for a wrestling show. And as far as acting in TV shows, most of the time that shit's pat because people want to stay to their stuff. Things change on a whim. So yeah, it's, I think now it goes back to celebrities bringing in commentators because they're great at ESPN sports analysis and all that stuff. We're bringing in now and saturating it with people that are not very passionate about the business itself. They just have a background doing a certain spot in wrestling. So, like, Freddie Prince Jr. is one, but he had a passion for wrestling. So are we talking about as commentators, bringing in someone as a commentator? Whether it's commentating, whether it's a writer who's had no experience, doesn't even know anything about wrestling, to wrestlers themselves who are just going into the business because they want to become a movie star, or they want to be, they just want to get over because they're their looks and become some what of a celebrity. Like it's stop putting people, especially into WWE, the bigger business of it all, with no experience whatsoever. Like all they're going to do is piggyback and copy the guy next to them who's doing it and it's going to look really horrible yeah and yeah pretty much everyone has the same story now too like you were saying like there's the daniel bryan story but then everyone else has the same story of why they're there and what they're trying to do everyone if they don't have the daniel bryan story because there's a number of story as daniel bryan what's that Oh, well, you know, Daniel Bryan's story is being a smaller guy and having it hard in the business and working really hard to get to the top through the indies. Well, now, Braun Strowman piggybacks off that storyline, kind of. Well, I shouldn't say Braun Strowman. The writers are piggybacked off that, where Braun Strowman's a huge guy, but now he's saying that he was picked on and bullied in school and all this stuff and had a hard time making it. No, he did not. And I find that kind of offensive to people that have had a hard time in life, and you have a guy portraying that when you know he hasn't. Dude, like, I don't know his whole story, but from what I've heard so far, is things have been pretty decent in his life. Yeah. So. Yeah. And going to, yeah. We're going to start he bringing more real indies. 
No, no, because he was a bodybuilder. He's a strongman, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's why his name is Braun Strongman or Strongman. Yeah. Strongman. Yeah, Strongman. I mean, when looking at the guy, he's worked hard, though. I mean, he, he came in being, I'm, I'm not going to say a fat dude or plumper dude. Like, he was just a little thicker than he is now. Now he's more cut. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty yeah. hard. So, I'll give him that. Um, let's jump to one topic that I don't have on my list this week. But I want to get into real quick. Sure. And we kind of touched sure. on it earlier, which is the VD scenario. The Velveteen the Dream. V- no longer Velveteen Dream. He's gone oh, back to... Uh, VD, that VD. Yeah, that VD. Um, I, I told you a while back. I, I, I got the heebie-jeebies. And not because of the character he played. God, I watched Goldust and rooted for that guy for years, the flamboyant whatever character you want to call it. This guy came off as just an irritating punk-ass bitch. Velveteen yeah. Dream? Dream? Yeah, Did you dude, watch I'm... him in the um, Tough Enough? Yeah, that's what it was something Clark, whatever his name is. When he yeah. was that, when he Patrick. Was name. Patrick. Patrick Clark. Dude. The... <sighs> to me, he came off as a real-life Shawn Michaels times fucking 50 because of the way he was acting flamboyant, and I heard he's hard to work with. I just got this feeling from the very beginning, like, don't push this guy. This guy's a fucking piece of shit, and I stand by that, dude. Just, I don't care. It's just, I had that feeling. Had that feeling about the whole entire time, and I've heard other people like, oh, dude, he's gonna get over really well, great character, because he's obviously doing his job if you don't like him. It's not real heat. I don't, I don't dislike the guy because of his character getting over. I just like the guy because personally I felt some weird vibes from him. And uh, well, here we are today. So you felt that like, dude, I, I don't know. Like I, when I first saw him, my wife thought Jared from subway was fucking weird. And well, that was fucking true. She was on that shit. And VD yeah. talked to me the yeah. same way as Jared from subway. Dude, I had like, I didn't like him when he first did his, the tough enough stuff. I'm like, this guy thinks he's knows it all already, and he's done fucking jack shit. He came in. I don't know if the writers wrote that for the show or if that was if that was him on tough enough. But then, like, once he got the Velveteen Dream gimmick, I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, and if and I think he nailed it. Like they 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 got him as like uh, kind of a, a prick, so they gave him this really shitty gimmick, and he made it. Great. So he started that gimmick the day Prince died. I knew nothing about Prince, and I guess he had to learn a bunch of shit. I, I read all oh. about this the other While I was taking a deuce, I figured that's the best time to read about a piece of shit anyway. So <laughs> I sit in there. Um, yeah, he's got, he started his gimmick the day, or came up with it the day that Prince died, and then spiraled it from there. And you know, some some other podcasters have talked about they didn't like the lighting. Um, I don't like the, the fucking change of lighting on anything. That even includes the Fiend's lighting. That is really horrible. It really, really robs the fans who are live there of yeah. what's going on. Yeah. You just don't see the same thing that you're used to. And so your eyes aren't ready for it, especially if you're an older person. All of a sudden you throw in, like, some fucking red light district-looking scene in the arena. You know, it kind of throws you off there. But... um. Yeah, um, honestly, glad he's gone. I'm 
the guy was a fucking piece of shit. And I don't know where he's going to go now. Is he's he going out of prison? I don't know. He's throwing out excuses like, oh, I was saying it as my character and I'm over the top flamboyant character and it might have come off that way. I, what a bunch of bullshit. He needs help. Didn't he uh, send his fucking something to a kid? Was he send his dick or his ass to a kid? No, he didn't. If he would have sent that, he would have been arrested yesterday. So the guy was like, what do you need to look like? What, how do you need to be to get over what weight or height? And he was like, I guess he sent a body pic. Like, there's no nude, nude stuff. But he was like, you got to look like this to get over or something like that. And he was kind of doing it in his character, I guess. He was like, if you want to be a wrestler, you got to be like me. Build the team dream and send some picture like that. I don't know. Wait, that's why you got fired? Um, stuff stemming from that, there's a couple allegations, and then he also gone to a car wreck. Um, allegations from I think a woman, and then the underage minor who was a guy who's like 17. Um, there's a couple other ones, and this is the thing in my life, I want to know the details as well, but at the same time, I uh, as a moral thing, I don't feel like I should give that much time to a piece of shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. Weird. It's like, yeah, I want to know the story. So, you know, if some reason I ever run into the guy, I'm like, stay the fuck away from me. Stay the fuck away from my kids. Right. And I'm not saying it's a total out chimo, but the way things are looking right now, it ain't good. And usually when it looks like this, it never ends well for any of these guys. Never. I mean, look at Joey Ryan. Where the fuck is he? So, yeah. Marty Scroll. Oh. Uh, what was the other one we talked about? There was another one, but... Yeah, there was another uh, one. And see, this is the other thing I wanted to get into, is uh, guys... I feel like a lot of these guys have shorter careers now and retire way too early. And so when they go into the business, they got to do so much in a small amount of time because they don't want to do this until they're 50 and be crippled, but they don't want to do it short-term because they won't make any money. they got to find a period of just right, but they just... They overdo it. Velveteen Dreams, one guy who's overdone it. Um, a good one that's now leveled out, become a really good veteran in the ring, and helping out a lot of people is The Miz. Miz was very over the top and very yeah, yeah. a lot to take in at one time, and now he is at the top of his game. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, he, when he started doing that IC run, and once he was with uh, Damian Sandow. Like, I'm like, I love this fucking guy, man. This guy's great. He's good. Uh, and he just, he plays such a dick. He's a great fucking dick. And I, I didn't get it. Or maybe he wasn't good at it when he first started. I'm like, dude, how is the Miz headlining WrestleMania? Like, we watched that one together. I know we watched that one. And I'm like, why the fuck is Miz doing it? But looking back, it might be a different story if people be like, okay, Here's why he was doing it. I mean, now he could headline WrestleMania, but I mean, now he's a mid card guy and he's getting all his mid card guys over. And so good for fucking him. That's all he needs to do the rest of his career. He'll be a great he's at person. The top of the game. What's that? When he comes, when he retires and takes, he should take a role in the back. I yeah. don't know. I think he yeah. Hollywood from some more shit, though. Who knows? Um, but I've met the guy a couple times. I've met him with Maurice and, uh, Every single time, he is very kind, very nice. Even when he's he, he's learned a kayfabe from Jericho when he was working with Jericho. So if you meet him in his heel time, he can kind of be the heel guy, you know. But he's not being like a total ass or anything like that. 
And if he's a face, he's a, a really decent guy. And I had to hold his uh, Thai food one day because he looks over at me and I'm with a bunch of kids. They're getting autographs and stuff. And he's like, you look like someone I can trust. You mind holding my dinner? <laughs> I was sitting there holding his food while he's sliding everything for everyone. Him and Maurice. Um, but they've always been a great guy. And I hope uh, he does a lot more in this business because um, he's got a good story behind him too, how he got into it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, 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 uh. Well, I guess we'll go into it. So, for the last couple of weeks now, and I, this has just turned into this weird adventure of ours Steamboat, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and uh, Lex Luger, the total package. And we're talking about the characters, not the people who are them in their real life, their personal life. We're not talking about any of that. We're talking about the guy who came out and blew fire and the guy who came out who never really fucking had a gimmick except for some chicks holding mirrors for him one time. Um, We have gone on to the point where we're looking for fans to sit there and I guess uh, the best way to sum it up, if anyone's ever watched Steven Crowder and sure half of you assholes out there are offended by the man. But I'll just put it this way. He has a segment on there called Change His Mind. He's a Republican guy, and he likes to hear the views of Democrats or liberals out there, and he likes them to change his mind on a certain way of thinking he has. And we'll just flip it into the professional wrestling world where our thinking is is that Steamboat never really had a great match. It's that he went against great talents. Um, And the same thing with Lex Luger, but more in the end, how did this guy get a fucking push? Because there was no fans behind him. Body guy. Just the body guy. I, I don't get it. So I spent time this week. I messaged you while I was doing it. And I watched uh, it was a couple U.S. title matches with Austin and Steamboat. So you watch good ones. So you yeah. watch good ones. Yeah, I mean, it's Austin. I'm an Austin guy. But, I mean, this is back when Austin had hair swooped over. Center with these kind of gimmicks coming up in his life. Um, we haven't got to the Hollywood blonde thing yet. Um, the selling that I saw by Steamboat was just over the top. It was, yeah. I guess, in today's terms, which I hate, is cringy. Like it was just, you know, he he had him in a uh, just a regular armbar, and just the selling on it was like he was trying to rip off his fucking head. But he wasn't ripping off his head as an armbar, and just the selling, and he would put him in a, um, a wrist lock, and you know, bend the arm over here, and he would go to sell it and go down on his knees. But just every single time, and it was just so over the top. And when Austin came to sell, he has a uh, like look, like he's really selling it. And was Ricky the Dragon? It looked like he had gotten a script to sell and played it over and over and over again, and just got so generic of selling. Just going just, through the motions is almost what it looks like for all his. Just, he's just doing it like it's uh, a dance. Like he's probably going in his head. Like there was a Chappelle show where it's uh, where Chappelle has the camera and it's like the inner inner thought cam, and it's some white guy dancing. It's like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Or some shit like that, you know, just trying to count their steps. And I feel that's what Steamboat's doing, just sort of like. Hear that? 
That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Aprovecha los precios más bajos de la temporada de JCPenney. Como toallas de baño Home Expressions Quick Dry a solo $4.88. Y encuentra aún más ahorros en botas para damas y jeans para él y ella de marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, Arizona y más. Comenzando en $21.88 cada uno. Compre con estilo. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas hasta el 23 de octubre en selección de estilos. Los precios más bajos de la temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 23 de octubre. Se excluyen del cupón. Going through it like this is how we do it, and boom, 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 boom. Here we are, and we do this. It doesn't really hurt, no. Nope, but I'm gonna, okay, they're doing that. Next one, and it's just it's. His know. face doesn't tell a story, except no. for when he gets fired up. Okay, so I'll give him that. When he does get fired up, it gets the crowd going. And man, I don't care how you look when you get fired up. I mean, I'm sure the guys that I like in wrestling look pretty fucking goofy when they get fired up sometimes. But I pop for it. I'm like, yeah, here we go, because here comes those moves I love. But the moves, it's like, okay, we're all sitting there giving the young bucks these days, and I, I don't approve of it either, but the super kick party. For Ricky yeah, yeah. Steamboat is drop kick party or cross body party. That's these are the moves I know of him is the cross body, the chop on the head as he jumps is like the second turnbuckle, top turnbuckle jumps off and there's a little chop. And yeah, drop kicks and crossbodies. There's not much more to it, you know. And with Flair, Macho, even Austin watching that this week, um, those are the guys who make the matches for Steamboat. Like, where is the guy that Steamboat wrestles that he puts over? Yeah, he wasn't, that's putting Austin over. wasn't putting Austin over in his matches. Austin was putting Steamboat over. Yeah. And you even had Colonel Parker out there. There's so much you could have done in these matches. I mean, you got Colonel Robert Parker out there. You got Austin who can sell like a motherfucker. And it still couldn't do it for me. So once again this week, like agonizing, I'm going to try to pull up some more matches of Steamboats. I'm not even doing Lugers. I've watched enough of Lugers that I know better that I'm never going to find a fucking great match. Watching WCW Luger? Are you watching WWE? Oh, either or. It, it's yeah. a train wreck. You know, it's like you watch his matches, and I'm not there at the show, but I feel like pulling out that coat hanger. It's just, it's horrible. It's, it's one of those things where he's got the great body, but as soon as he talks, and that turnip nose of his, it's just annoying. It's, it's that whole promo of the guy going like he just got done whooping someone's ass great in the ring and i'm not saying like sugar's great in the ring because he's not um half the time he'd barrel into people and then he would hit the ropes to have to stop himself the promos have sucked and i hate guys who get done wrestling they're like yeah so now you've learned your lesson and next week if you do it again i'm gonna kick your butt then too so don't you step to me yeah you know it that's right don't you talk to me either what you say yeah okay and that's it, dude. They're horrible. It's horrible. I can't do it. And Steamboats, I think I watched like 10 seconds of his promo, and I was afraid I was going to fall asleep. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's no story. There's no reason to get behind him from his promo. So he has he has a good good fire and he has should have had a fucking wizard as a manager. Yeah. Fucking track the wizard. I would have watched that shit then. The wizard and Luger or Steamboat? Oh, the dragon, dude. He's a dragon, oh, wizard right? wizard and a dragon. Yeah, dude, you would have had all those, uh, that whole audience. And you would have had the whole, uh, what was the wizard? The, the Grand Wizard? Yeah, it was uh, Grand Wizard. Then there's Kevin Nash called Oz, who looked like a fucked up wizard. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about, I always forget about that. Yeah, I don't know if that'll ever really be a gimmick. Some pointy-haired fucking wizard coming out with a long white beard. People will probably get the whole uh, different scenario of seeing that. That's a different kind of wizard. But, you know. <laughs> so, it was, it was, it I don't know. We, we can try again this week. I mean, I'm not trying to make a joke of this. I'm really fucking serious. I want to find fans of these guys and talk to them and go, hey, what's your favorite match? So I can watch it and take it all in and go, what is it that I'm missing? I just, I don't, I don't, I mean, there's more wrestlers out there, but they weren't pushed like these guys were. I mean, you didn't have, man, who's some guys that, like, here, I just watched him on a New Jack documentary last night. Is D'Lo. D'Lo knows his spot, knows how far he could go. He wasn't a guy that was put to the top of main eventing and shoved down his throat and saying, this guy's a top guy. Right? Even though D'Lo was... Huh? There's a reason why D'Lo didn't get pushed. Because of the neck-breaking injury? Yeah. Yeah, that's my yeah. guess. I can't go to the top when... I'm just using as a thing, like, you just know your spots, and Lex Luger was never that main event promo guy, nor Steamboat. And I'm not saying they were mid-carders either. They were in that middle of mid-card to main event. Like, they're in that middle. Like, they're, they're solid guys. They look great. You know, they're healthy. They stayed healthy. They stayed out of trouble for the most part, you know? Um, I say that because I think Lex maybe gotten some issues with law at one time. Maybe not. I think Steamboat stayed pretty clean. But like I said, and I also go back, Steamboat wouldn't have had his run if Bruce Lee wasn't no, on no. karate. And Lex Luger was your, your coming out of the late 80s into the early 90s with hits your male blonde bimbo, pretty much. You know, then that was Baywatch going on at the time. You know? So he, he was CJ Parker. You watched that show, didn't you? No, you know what? I did not. But there is a uh, there's a wrestler. I think he's on the Indies, and his name is CJ Parker. And it fucking cracked me up because uh, I know uh, it because of Borat. Wasn't CJ Parker Juice Robinson? Maybe, maybe I might. I might have been actually. Because now they're Finn Juice. So Dave Finley and uh, oh, yeah, Juice yeah, Robinson. Uh, tag team. Um, I'm going in. Did you Go watch Baywatch? I did. Um, I know why everyone watched it. Like, sure. That's great and all. Sure. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I was just coming to the States at that time, too. 
So where I'm from, it was a commercialized, like this is what every American should be wanting to look like or look like the blonde, tan, fake boob, six-pack, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, C.J. Parker is Juice Robinson. Okay, well, yeah, so he changed his name because he had the same name as Pamela Anderson's Ooh. character. Right there. Oh, yeah, no. that dude. All right. So, yeah, he's uh, just got done with, what, Impact Run? Did he? Only done. Did he? Yeah, they had so the he was Impact in Japan run. for a long time. So I, I think they have a, a working relationship together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, man. I mean, um, yeah, just I don't get it. Um, and I, I will definitely be going into other wrestlers and having a fan base. But these are two of the ones that stand out. And as time's gone along and we've got some heat on a good old Facebook there from some friends of ours. Um, that's how we were trolling them because of this. And we're not. This is a serious subject on our show. It's that these guys, I just don't know where it's at. So we'll you keep... Know, maybe we get them on. Searching. We get one of them on. Oh, fuck. Maybe that's the way. <laughs> maybe that's the way. Bring them on and be like, hey, bring it on. Tell us tell us what it is. What it is about these guys. Either yeah. one. They're on one of those... Guys, and I'm gonna, gonna point out which one. <laughs> I got questions that should probably not be asked on live podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Got some questions, but yeah, man. Um, I think just overall, we'll find the fans. Well, I don't want to find the fan though that gets all upset at everything you say. I, I want to find a fan that's level-headed, and we can have a good conversation and. You know, like I said, changed my mind, your mind on this. Um, yeah. What are other wrestlers out there in the past, man, that stand out besides Steam Bone Luger that had runs that shouldn't have really had a run? Like, any others that really pop to your mind? Besides Sean and what? Oh, with Lex Luger and Steamboat. Sean should have always had pushes. So I why think Luger that, or Steamboat had a push? Yeah, though they all had pushes, but who are other... Uh, wrestlers in the in the past that had pushes and didn't get over, didn't seem like they had a fan base and any come to mind? No, I mean, uh, there's, there's a reason why we chose those two. I, I can't think of who else just... Uh, well, you know what? I, mean, I could say your, your boy, uh, Damian Priest, but... Uh... <sighs> I don't get it. And he needs to stop shooting that fucking fake-ass arrow at that screen because the timing on it lately has just been fucking horrible. Yeah. Don't start it yeah. on that one, man. And like I said, I do I do give him props for that whole zombie bullshit. I mean, that's not what he thought of. That's not what he came up with. But he did his job, and I'm giving him that. But he still sucks. So, who else do you who think? Do you think? Oh, see, I got to look at some big men. Big guys in the business like i don't know like mabel kind of stands out i know he got to be viscera later on and evolved his character but they did have a mabel push at one point him being king of the ring and everything yeah um, yeah i always thought that if he ever got the belt that the belt would look so small like a toy belt it would have made it look like a joke i always thought if he got it because yoko had it i swear they like upsized the eagle belt to make they had it because otherwise it's gonna look tiny yeah so fucking yeah so, I don't know, like, Mabel stands out to me. Um, 
<laughs> Brutus the fucking barber beefcake. That was always a weird one for me, like a barber getting over and being pushed. But it was all political. It's kind of like Lex Luger getting over because his friend was Sting. Brutus got over because his friend was Hogan. Yeah, yeah. Good, good friends was, that are good. He was always cordial and nice and easy to work with. So that's why he got to work with Flair and um, all those guys, you know? And so I think that plays a big role into it. But I just get down to the the whole thing of it is that it shouldn't matter. It's business. You go into it, you should wrestle, put on a good show, work each other, put each other over. And I think some of these matches get so hyped and people are expecting that. And when it gets in, it's just like a fart in church, man. Like, it just sucks. It's just, you don't know where it's coming from, these angles. You don't know where they're going. And you don't know who's writing half of this shit. And so you can't turn around and tell them, like, hey, this sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, man, I don't know. I think there should be definitely better, better, better gimmicks coming up. And I just feel like we're about to turn into the goon, the dude. Dumpster Drossy era all over again. I feel like we're heading that way. And then hopefully another attitude era will evolve, but it'll be something else like fuck PC era or something like that. Cancel, cancel. What happened? What happened? So, but yeah, man, um, I'll definitely do some homework this week on that because no, I'll try to, trying, I'll try trying to get, to get us a person. What's that? I'll try to get us a person who's a, a work on that. I'm gonna try to work on changing my own mind and going over some more matches. I think I'll do a Flair and Steamboat match this week, and then I don't know. I'm gonna go and look up Lex Luger's t- top three matches rated of all time and check those out because I'm gonna have to do that because I don't know a single one. I mean, he was poised to be in the next Hulk Hogan, and that didn't get over. So yeah, it's terrible, terrible, terrible shit. But um. Yeah, hopefully coming up this week and going into the next months of getting the crowd back and getting the, the feel of what everyone wants, these shows can go back to normal. We yeah, can start yeah. building better shows. I mean, without the fans, you don't have a show. You don't got people watching your shit. You're gone. So if they keep doing what they're doing, like Rob had up earlier with the, the zombies. Oh, that was terrible. Um, setting someone on fire, ripping out someone's eyeball. I looked back at the day in our time. We didn't have to watch shit like that. There was no one setting anyone on fire back then and killing them. You didn't have to do that. The right. most right. extreme thing we saw was Brian Pillman with the gun. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now. There's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. That was pretty crazy when I saw that. Um, I can go back to speaking of Brutus Barber Beefcake, when What's-His-Face got in there with one of the boot spurs and started raking across his head. Um... Forgot who that was. It wasn't Wyndham. Gotta look it up. There was uh, someone back in the day that uh, attacked Brutus the Barbeef Cake in the ring. It was on like Saturday night main event. They re-showed it, but they had to put a red X across the screen. Oh, that, was, yeah. I remember yeah. Um, Trying to think of other extreme shit they did back in the day. Um, 
Shawn Michaels throwing Janetti through a window. I mean, that got your attention, but that wasn't trying to kill the guy. Um, God, what else was there? I mean, I guess you can jump back. I mean, the most extreme thing um, that relates always to that sore topic is Vince uh, killing himself before Benoit actually did his bullshit. Um, and yeah. His yeah. Thing. And that's the other thing we forgot. We got to find who wrote that shit. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Next week, I think we should hit on some more storylines that fizzled out that never got a true ending. Like, kind of where we were talking about um, storylines going 0 to 60, not having any body to it, any attraction to it, factions also coming in and out, starting up, ending them, kind of like the Hurt Business just recently. Um. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting time, I think, the next couple of months for pro wrestling. Yeah, I hope it fucking does well and swims and not sinks. Well, it's sinking. It's sinking. We're just all still on the Titanic wondering if we should get the fuck off or not. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, well, it's a, yeah. Big, it's a big boat. It's been around for a while here. Should we stay on it? We can still make it. And I don't know. I I, I just... I see it getting worse before it gets a little better. I think some yeah. more, yeah. more. They're gonna throw out some more dumb shit before they get that crowd in there, and that's all for the promotions, Impact included. Um, I don't really pay too much to IWGP right now, New Japan, but I don't I'm sure they do shit too. <laughs> they all have their fair share. Yeah, um, but they get it. What's that? New Japan has had a crowd back for a while. Yeah. What's it? Oh, you know what I forgot to talk about? I don't. What the fuck ever happened to Chikara? Dude. Uh, that storyline was fucking awesome. About them closing down. I thought that, yeah, it was a storyline that they were going to come back. What happened? I don't, I don't think they came back. I, I don't know if it's still storyline or what. They're, they're great at whatever they're doing. So it, it brings that that superhero kind of a lucha, um, yeah. feel yeah. superhero guys, you know, um, like you had the ant army or whatever those guys were, the, those guys. Um, who was one of the ants that wrestles now? Orange Cassidy, that's it, he was one of them, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, that's that's the experimenting I want to see, this that kind of shit, like bringing back some. Characters. I think the newest one would be the fiend of being a character that's outside the box. Let's try this. Kind of crazy. Um, but we need more stuff like that, like a mankind, a gold dust. Um, don't try to pull that velveteen dream shit ever again, though. Um, but characters like that, the face paint. And you know what really sucks? You know why we don't see the face paint, right? Because it fucking rubs off on everyone's gear. Wash your shit. And all to the people in WWE, you get new gear fucking pretty much once a week. What the fuck are you worried about? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you're not yeah. fighting someone with fucking face paint every fucking day. And if you do, wear black. What the fuck? Yeah. You guys are fucking yeah. dude. And that's the thing. It's become very prima donna lately. Like, oh, it's about all the outfits. I saw Charlotte come out the other night. These entrances have already gotten 10 times longer since the Attitude Era. Because, you know, these guys used to come out, the entrance wanted to whoop someone's ass, not dance down the ring. Like, you right. look like you're right. entertaining your opponent before you even whoop his ass. 
like have a very specifically people. choreographed entrance. Yeah. They didn't know every I, step of their entrance. That's fucking stupid. It's, yeah. But then Charlotte comes out. You got Rhea Ripley in a ring. She just got done going against Nikki Cross. And they're just sitting there doing facial expressions to each other while they're cutting to commercial, but they're not cutting to commercial in time, so all you see is this. Like, the whole entire time. And they just weren't cutting, and it was just looking awkward. And then, five minutes go by, they cut, come back from commercial, and she's just getting in the fucking ring. And I'm just like, oh, this is not- shit, it's not WrestleMania, and you guys are... The entrance time on a wrestler who is not even wrestling, just coming out for a promo, is longer than the promo itself. Yeah. Yeah, I told you something about Charlotte. She's fucking all entrance and no promo. Yeah, well, her fiancé get fired, so now she's got to be made happy. So the less she wrestles and the more money she makes, just like any other wrestler, then I guess she's doing good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's gone too political, too bratty in wrestling. and We're all going to come back to these shows and let them know what's up, hopefully, and not the fake-ass fans that want to sit there and stir the pot. Yeah, um, yeah. Fuck y'all. Yeah, no, it's, it's getting ridiculous. But yeah. on that note, man, I'm... Uh, Got to skedaddle off of the show and get to another one. I know you got a show coming up this afternoon. If you want to plug that bad boy, and I'll be uh, plugging my business before we go off the air. But uh, what do you want to talk about next week that we should do homework on besides the adventure of Steamboat Luger fans? I'm still really just stuck on these Steamboat Luger fans. I, I would like to maybe talk about. Yeah, maybe. Did we talk about favorite storylines growing up? Like when we were. Definitely, definitely talk about some storylines next week. What are our favorite storylines of all? I got some in my head. Um, Some of them are very controversial storylines, but one will always be the Vance and Stone Cold one. I mean, that was something we all lived through as we all got jobs and hated our bosses. Um, I always liked the battle between Macho Man and Hulk, even when they were both faces. You know, I was like that whole friction between the powers, the powers. top stars. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, one thing I've always wanted to go into the rabbit hole about is uh, one wrestler I grew up with. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't someone I hated. Is Ravishing Rick Root. And I always feel like that guy was stopped his career way too soon. Well, you know why. Like, Lord, what was it Lloyd's of London deal and breaking his back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then but he, he came back, back. Mm-hmm. after that. Um, after that Henning then. did the same thing, I guess, and stuff like that. But um, you know, storylines. Um, we will go over storylines we love, and then uh, we'll get back to that Vince McMahon one and where that yeah, could have gone. Yeah. If you guys got to take out that really cruddy shit that happens a couple weeks later after that. And uh, I will sit there and find out who the writers were at that time and reach out to a couple guys that I think might actually respond back to us and give us some notes on it. Um, yeah, I, all in all. I, I have something. Yeah, I have uh, something. What's that? So I want to talk well, about, if we're talking about Rude, I want, and Hennig, I want to talk about those Minnesota guys right there that were all like that same uh, class kind of thing right there, that same time that came in. 
Uh, we should talk about that. If we're going to talk about those too. Cool. Yeah, definitely. I think one topic next week should be local wrestling. Let's give time to some promotions that we spent time with. All right. Uh, promotions that All when right. we were kids that stood out to us. So great storylines is uh, one of our topics we'll hit next week. And the local promotions that we grew up with, uh, what we all famously heard across the states of other local promotions, maybe not so local, and they were bigger than they thought they ever knew. Um, so that'll be uh, something I'm going to look forward to. And uh, I just uh, kind of want to leave on this note after watching the new Jack documentary. There's some things that people really need to strive for. And uh, that brass ring and putting limits on somebody. Um, as New Jack said, let's give our uh, shout out to our, our boy OJ Simpson. He's doing some good work out there. Two less motherfuckers we've got to worry about. Now, yeah. uh, yeah. that's a promo right there that made right. you go, right. holy shit. Um, yeah. You said that yeah, to say me. That. Say that. What? I said you can I say that. You... Like, that That was the thing. Like, or did yeah. you just say that? Like, that's, some, that's reaching for some brass rings on some different level, man. Like, that's what you need. That's the heat ring. It is, yeah. That's the fire ring, the ring of fire. That's the yeah. heat that you want, and that's the heat that you can never get again because you live in a time where if you now have a black man, a white man, oh, God, a white man, Jesus, a Latino, um, a Chinese or Japanese guy, I hope I'm saying this right, um, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. You, you would have the lynch mob at your door with the pitchforks and wanting to fucking burn your ass right away because of the things you're saying, man. So I'm not saying let's go back to that time, but let's get a grip on reality and let's get a grip on non-reality. So yeah. Yeah. with that, so, I'm... Uh, well, you want to you plug your thing and I'll plug my thing real quick? Yeah, check us out at Threadheads uh, Custom Clothing if you need any action figure clothing, wrestling belts. We are also moving into new miniatures that will be debuting this weekend along with the Threadhead Shed. Um, check us out. Um, Rob is my counterpart along with my wife who makes all the fabulous clothing that you guys see on our sites. Um, you guys need any information, check us out on IG, Twitter, Facebook. Um, yeah, we're all over the place. Threadheads, custom clothing. Check us out. Um, best damn customs you'll see. We yeah. ain't no candy bullshit, I'll tell you yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, plug yours yeah. away. I know all you got right. some. I just want to give a shout out to uh, this thing that made me some fucking money. We all, uh, <laughs> you got a fucking Dogecoin shirt on? Doge there. Nice. Uh, and also, yeah, so later on at in probably about three hours on when the gloves come off the podcast, you're going to hear some shit. This shit's going to fucking change the world. I'm so excited. Be, yeah, be ready for that. Shit's, shit's dropping. Shit's going to get fucking loco. If you don't see me next week, it's because of that podcast. So you can find that anywhere on podcast, iHeartRadio, whatever. You'll find be streaming it at, uh, with Edward Snowden. Dude, yeah, that's that's oh. that should come up if we're, <laughs> we're if we're still around. If we're not dead, yeah, Edward's not next week of Rob when he drops in and me yeah. staring and sitting there talking over shit and nothing about Lex Luger and Steamboat until somebody gets so annoyed they cancel me off the show. 
Um, but yeah, everybody out there, same as we said next week, please, everyone be kind to each other. Do something nice for each other. Do yeah. Go out of your way to do something. And I know we complain a lot on this show about wrestling and all the other crazy shit, but at the end of the day, and I've learned this, especially over this week, it does not help going to bed on a sour note because you'll wake up with still that sour note. So let's try to end each other's days always on a good note. Make a little joke. Make a fart. Make a burp. Whatever you need to do. Criticize Lex Luger Steamboat. If it makes you laugh, fucking do it. Yes. Yes. All right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. For all you that have been listening and stay listening, thank you so much for your guys' support. Hopefully, we keep growing out there. Um, Oh, one thing is, I'm bringing in some uh, giveaways. So, within the next month, we'll have some uh, giveaways to be giving away some contests um, and all that fun stuff so that you can win some shit on here and that you're not coming on here and getting robbed of two hours of your life. (laughs) So, um, with that, IMG. That is Rusty. And, uh, well, fuck. I think uh, we've done another one. Yeah. Yeah. That is how we do it. Y'all have a good day. All right. Peace. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now. There's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 